Hello and welcome to the Grind Hours podcast for Friday, January 6th, 2023. Solo dolo for this episode today. And I want to start off this podcast. I was already, I already had it written down that I wanted to do an intro that was not an update, but also not like, hey, how you doing? This is what's going to go on in this podcast. I want to talk about something in the intro and kind of do a cold open. And I was already going to talk about the Jets quarterback situation and Zach Wilson. And then I wake up this morning and Zach Wilson is not starting. Mike White is not starting, but Joe bleeping Flacco is starting again. Joe Flacco, a guy that a couple of weeks ago, when he was playing, didn't look like he wanted to play. And all I have to say about Flacco in particular is it's almost disbelief that we are starting and ending 2023, the 2022-23 season with Joe Flacco as our quarterback. Because if you told that to Jet fans, they would have expected at most three wins. At most. But no. <laughs> no. We don't. And the fact that we're starting Flacco again, it just... The roller coaster of emotions that this quarterback situation has given Jet fans, and me particularly, is unlike anything I've ever experienced as a Jet fan. The teams have been bad. They have been horrible. The coaching has been atrocious. But at least we've known at some point where to plant our flag with the quarterback situation. Now, I mean, we definitely know it's not Flacco. We know it's not White as a starter, and we know it's not Wilson as a starter, but, and this is part of what I wanted to talk about with Wilson, at least let us know for sure, because everything coming out of the building from Sawa's mouth and from LaFleur, I mean, I mean LaFleur's taken responsibility and said, you know, he probably should have sat his first couple of we- weeks or even a year as an NFL quarterback, and that's hindsight's twenty twenty. But with the way that Sala has talked about Wilson, in Wilson's tenure as a New York Jet, he started by saying, oh no, he needs to play. He needs to gain experience that way. That's how quarterbacks this day and age gain experience. They gain experience through playing. Now, instead of saying that and giving that as the narrative as to which they want to guide Zach Wilson's career, they're now saying that, or uh, Salah is now saying that, Wilson needs to get away from football, go on a beach somewhere, read a book, and figure out what's important to him. Well, which is it? Because Salah said on the K-Show a couple of weeks back that he would never lie to Jet fans, He would embellish the truth a little bit. Well, since he said that to me, and this is just as an outsider, you know, I work on the K-Show, but I don't really talk to to Sal other than, you know, hi, how you doing? And thanks for, for coming on. But he seems like he is lying through his teeth with the way that he has handled a lot of 
the quarterback situation, since he's made that comment that he's not going to lie to Jet fans, he's just kind of kind of embellished the truth. And he does let Jet fans peek behind the curtain a lot. A lot more than a lot of coaches in the NFL. But you can't be speaking out of both sides of your mouth with this quarterback situation. You just can't. It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. Because if you want to, you know, I see both sides. You know, Jalen Hurts, he's learned by playing. He's learned that you can't do certain situations and become a MVP candidate by playing through his struggles. But there are guys like Patrick Mahomes who sat a year and maybe he was ready his first year, but even he admitted after his first season as a starting NFL quarterback in which he won the MVP, he said he couldn't read defenses. And he needed that year to to get the experience from a veteran quarterback in Alex Smith, but he also needed the experience of playing and the downtime to study and really read defenses and learn how they attack in the NFL. Well, with Zach, it is clear, clear as day that he was not ready to start his first year in the NFL. And it is clear now that his confidence is absolutely shaken to the point where he can't even play in a meaningless game. They were talking about this in the case, and I absolutely 1000% agree with it. Zach Wilson should leave claw marks on the door of Robert Sala saying, please play me. Please give me another chance. Please show you. let me show you that I am the quarterback of the future. No, he's rolling over and just saying, fine, you don't want to play me, don't play me. And at this point, the Jets should just cut Zach Wilson because they're not going to get anything for him. If they get a seventh-round pick at this point, it would be way too much because they're playing a guy who is probably going to retire after this game in Joe Flacco Instead of Zach Wilson giving Wilson that second chance, or even third chance, excuse me, at taking the reins of the Jets' starting quarterback of the future. Because it, it, it's... Which is it? It can't be both. And it clearly, to me, shows you that, you know, some of these quarterbacks, not all of them, Justin Fields is another one. He played through it. Did some of the coaching staff change and, you know, they guided him towards an offense that was strictly him? Yes. But even Lamar Jackson sat for majority of his rookie season. So I think what this Zach Wilson debacle in Gotham has, has shown a lot of NFL teams and even the Jets the next time they do it, inevitably the next time they do it, I don't think you're going to see majority of the NFL quarterbacks that get drafted start their first year. Now, there are some, you know, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields and Justin Herbert. Like, there are quarterbacks that are rough around the edges, but they have the talent to start their first year. But I think you're going to see guys like, you know, the, the Daniel Jones and the Zach Wilsons of the world, regardless of the pick of where they are picked, I think you're going to see them sit for at least 10 weeks, barring injury. So that's that's my takeaway from this. And please, 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 please figure this out. Woody Johnson, Joe Douglas, and Robert Sala. Please go figure this out. Brian Costello of the New York Post. 
I think it was Costello. Let me just double check. But I think it was Brian Costello of The Post put out an article late last night explaining what the Jets should do with the quarterback, with everything. Yeah, it was Brian Costello. So Brian Costello of The Post, go read his article. I'm going to have something similar. Not, it, it, it talks about a very uh, important premise. I'm just going to go, you know, zero in on it on an article today. But go read his article. I think it is absolutely tremendous and the direction that the team should go so if any jet underlings are listening to this podcast go read that article and tell your bosses what to do with that uh we have a jam-packed podcast and just at the end here before we get into the to the regular scheduled programming the podcast and what i want to talk about damar hamlin the last update is that he is off his assistant breathing, he's breathing on his own and he's talking with family and even face call, uh, FaceTimed teammates. So he is still, I would say, has a long way to go, but at least he's breathing, at least he's talking. That is tremendous, tremendous news. I, I am gratified that, that that is where we are Friday after what everyone experienced on Monday. So um continue continuous prayers on my end from for Demar Hamlin and his family um it is very 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 good the news that we got this morning so that on that note I hope the rest of the football season is just absolutely tremendous and a lot of people are going to root for the Bills this week and, and and through the playoffs so thank goodness for what happened with Demar Hamlin and uh after the intro, we'll get back to the regularly scheduled programming. Buckle up. You're listening to the Grind Hours Podcast. At the wall! See ya! See ya! All right, and a lot of people, just a little continuation from, the, from the, uh, the cold open. I know the game doesn't matter. I know the game doesn't matter, but it, it's the principle at which Flacco is starting. That's what I'm angry about and what every Jet fan should be just besides themselves about. I'm still going to watch the game, but it's just, it's so frustrating. Anyway, haven't talked a lot of basketball. And if you know me, you know that I'm a Nets fan, but that's not where I'm going with this basketball discussion. I want to talk some Knicks. We haven't talked, I haven't talked Knicks on this podcast and I don't know how long. It's probably been, you know, two and a half years since I've talked Knicks. But I want to talk about a specific thing. It's kind of, and it kind of revolves around the trade deadline. Because every Knicks fan that, you know, I talk to, it's, what are we going to do at the deadline? Are we going to trade Randall? How do we get an A player here? We have a bunch of, Great complimentary parts to a star, but we need the star here. How do we get the star here? We got Jalen Brunson here. He's our point guard. That's great. How do we get the the, the wing that's going to take us to the next level instead of us just being a middling team? Well, this is what I would do if I was Leon Rose and that brain trust in with the Knicks. What I would do is I would just let this season play out. And I know a lot of Knicks fans are just 
cutting this podcast off and going to something else. Before you cut it off completely, hey, 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 come back to me. Come back to me. Let me let me lay this out to you. Let the re- rest of the regular season play out. If you make the playoffs, if you get a six seed, if you make the play-in, great. You get some of these young guys some playoff experience that didn't that weren't around in, in 2020 when Randall went off. And you get Randall some more playoff minutes, and you get him some more playoff experience, and, and, and you get Brunson another opportunity to show you that he's really it in the playoffs. Then you have four first-round picks this year in this draft. You have your own, Detroit's, Dallas's, and Washington's. And this is what I would do on, on draft night. I would take those four, for the, the, those four first-round picks. I would take, you know, McBride or Quickly or Randall because I think Randall's going to ha- continue to have a great year. So he's definitely in this in this deal. Toppin, and I would give it to either the f- team in the first slot or the second slot. I would offer it to both. I would say you get those first round, those four picks this year. You get two more in the coming years in 25 and 27. Pick swapped, unprotected if you want, but pick swapped. And I would put Randall, I would put Toppin, I would put Quickly, and I would put somebody else. So that is six picks. And four players. That's 10 assets for either Wembenyama or Scoot. And that's what I would do. And now you have Brunson and either Scoot or Wembenyama. So that backcourt is, and again, people are going to say, well, Scoot's not that big. Yeah, I know, but you want, a lot of people wanted. Donovan Mitchell, and he just scored 71 and, and is looking like, you know, he's a potential MVP candidate and could make the Cavaliers an absolute contender. So, size, yes, matters, but doesn't really matter. Look at what, I mean, Trey Young's having a down year, but even he is a star at his height. And, you know, same with Ja. You don't really need to be that big you just need to you know he's still over six feet so i would get either scoot or Wembenyama with that package and i think a lot of nick fans take that i um i please let me know nick fans would you take that would you let the regular season play out because and i know how frustrating it is you're going on a seven game winning streak or an eight game winning streak and then lose five in a row and now you've won two in a row and it's just what bad teams do or inconsistent teams do teams that really shouldn't make the playoffs but they're going to make the playoffs the, the with the way that the play-in format is laid out but would you do it because what other choice do you have Oh, I forgot one more person that I would put in there. RJ. I would put RJ in that deal. Because I don't I don't think you people would take that deal unless Randall and RJ are both in that deal. But and I know it's a lot, but let the season play out. Let RJ get comfortable. Let quickly continue to play. Let McBride play. Let let Grimes play out. Just let these young guys play. Because some of them are going to be around 
if the deal that I outlined actually happens. You need those guys to get reps. So get them reps, let them play, and, you know, stop moaning about the rotation because, you know, some guys are just not ready right now. Some guys are, you know, I've seen this with the Jets. You know, Elijah Moore and Denzel Mims. They're not doing things that they should do. So that tells you everything you need to know about Cam Reddish. He's not mature enough yet to take what he's given on the chin yet. And that's fine. He's a young player. He's got time to grow. I, I still think Cam Reddish, when he gets back into the rotation, is going to be a good player. A good, solid rotational piece. I think that's all he's going to be in his NBA career, and that's fine. A lot of people have made a lot of money and won a lot of rings just being that rotational piece, that last missing piece. But also at the same time, take this season and run with it. Enjoy it because this team is is going to be a playoff team. It is going to be a fun team. Brunson is everything you need in a point guard. Randall, while he's still here and loving life and loving New York, he he can be the same star that he was two years ago. And I think he's going to be an all-star and he's going to go on that run this year because he is absolutely laser-focused on this season. RJ, he's difficult to me because he could be that level of where Brunson is, that B-level the compliment, the Robin to someone else's Batman. I really think he could be that player. But to this point, he has been so inconsistent. And I think it was, I think it was John Yastrzemski of The Ringer who said this take that I, I really, really like. You know, RJ's like Mark Teixeira. Horrible, horrible start. But once he gets going, you know, in the equivalent of the NBA season of May and June, he's, you know, still going to finish with, with, the, the the NBA equivalent of tw- of uh, twenty five and a hundred, so I like that because RJ had a horror he had a dreadful dreadful he was bad bad at the start of the year, but and he kind of had the same thing that Ben Simmons had where once he was starting to figure it out he got hurt I don't know how you lacerate a finger on a basketball court it still dumbfounds me but that's what happened so once he gets healthy Toppin was activated against the Spurs. He was active for that game against the Spurs. He's going to get back in the rotation sooner rather than later. So this team is going to become whole again somewhere around, I want to say, the end of January and right into the All-Star break at the beginning of February. That's fine, but let the season play out. Enjoy it. Just run with it because it's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. And Nick fans are going to enjoy it. And there's going to be a playoff atmosphere in MSG when everybody can come back and fill the garden and just make it rock and make it shake. And I'm excited for it because even though I'm a Net fan, I understand what the Knicks mean to this city. And I've said this before, and this is not biased because, again, I'm a Net fan. I was a Net fan when they were in Jersey. I'm a Net fan when they were in Brooklyn. Nothing is better for the city. Not a Yankee team that's great. Not a Met team that's great. Not a Jetter Giant team that's great. Nothing is better for this city and makes this city more electric than a good Knicks team. Nothing. 
So, Nick fans, enjoy this team. Love this team. Because this team is probably the best team you've had in a long time. I think it's better than the team that made the playoffs in 2020. I do. I don't. I still don't think you're going to go far because the top of the East is absolutely stacked. But I think this Knicks team is the best team you've had in a while. And instead of saying, how do we make this better? And this is kind of what... um. Kind of what Jet and Giant fans went through. It's, oh, and you know, in the moment, fine. And, you know, will, will I be singing a different tune in March than I'm singing now in January? Probably, because I'm, I'm going to, you know, change my expectations around with the Knicks. But right now, just enjoy the ride. Enjoy the season. In March, when, when we have to recalibrate our expectations, or end of February, when we have to change our expectations, let's change them then. But right now, enjoy it. Stop trying to change the team around. A trade is not coming on the horizon. I think this Knicks team is staying pat and, and, and just going with what they're going with because I think they like where they are. And who's going to blame them? you got a horde of picks. you got a young team that's actually playing well. It's everything you want. I know it's not where you want to be in terms of draft position because of you know the middle of the road, but build to something. Build to something. All right, that's my next take. We will come back with uh, with the direction of the Yankees organization. I actually really, really like it. I may be in the minority, but I really, really love it. Back after this break. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm gonna take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style. And together, we're gonna to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling and all in approximately seven minutes. SeatGeek is the number one ticket app for buying and selling tickets. Sports fans, music fans, comedy fans, theater fans, fans of tickets. Use my code GRINDHOUR to get into the building to get yourself a seat. Again, that's code GRINDHOUR at checkout for $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. One more time, code GRINDHOUR. That's G-R-I-N-D-H-O-U-R at checkout. All right, coming back here, I want to talk about the Yankees real quick. And they haven't made massive signings in the free agent market of late. But what they have done this week is add championship moves in the front office. I think hiring Brian Sabian and Omar Manaya as advisors to Brian Cashman. Those are championship-esque moves. And here's the reason why I think that. Because Cashman is obviously hired them for a reason and it's not to be his successor he's obviously seen something in them and seen something in the front office itself and said something doesn't add up here he's looked at the calculus he's looked at the the sabermet sabermetrics and the, the algorithms that they use to figure out what they want to do on the baseball field and said something's got to change and he is adding two ears one who is going to the Hall of Fame in Sabian. Sabian was the architect of the even-year dynasty. Shout out to Nick Paradis. But even Manaya, Manaya has won 
not to the level that Sabian has won, but Ni- but Manaya has won here, and he is not here in New York, but he's won elsewhere in his career, and he knows what it takes to be a New Yorker. He is a New Yorker, for goodness sake. So I think that the reason why those two have been hired is because Cashman needs that voice, or in this case, voices, to guide him through some of the decisions. I don't think that Sabian and Manaya are going to be the end-all, be-all in terms of some of the decisions, but I think they are voices that have been around baseball long enough that knows what it takes to build a championship-level club that have eyes for talent. I mean, during Sabian's tenure as a Yankee, when he was a part of the front office, they drafted the likes of Jeter, Rivera, Posada, and Pettit. So he obviously knows something. And clearly he's got three rings. This to me is Cashman admitting a little bit of defeat in the way that he's run the organization the past couple of years, but still saying, all right, I've learned my lesson. Let's move on and let's, let's, get to a level that the Astros and the Dodgers are at, where you can take sabermetrics and you could take the analytics and you could take the money that the Yankees have, mesh them and create a championship level organization that actually gets to the World Series and competes for one. So this is going to be back page fodder for a lot of people. And oh yeah, they're advisors. They don't really do much. And yes, I will agree that I don't think Omar Manai and Brian Sabian are going to be the, the, deciding votes and what gets a Yankee, uh, what, what makes a decision for the Yankees. But I do think in the chase for a left fielder, in the trying to conjure up a bullpen, I think these two will help drastically in that department. And give the Yankees an edge that I don't think they've had before. And I'm not going to say that they are going to be the the sole reason why the Yankees get World Series number 28, but I think they will play their part in the chase for 28 and, and ring number 28. So just a really, really quick kind of aside. This you know, is in replace, could be in replace of, you know, the open because I went a little long in the cold open. So one more really, really quick last break and we will get to, to week 18 football picks back after this. Feed Hudson Valley is a regional food rescue and harvesting network in the Hudson Valley operating through Dutchess, Orange, Ulster, Columbia, Green, Putnam, and Sullivan counties. It links donors of prepared but unserved food and fresh produce with nonprofits and food assistant programs through an app assisted network of food donors, volunteers, and feeding agencies. Feed Hudson Valley facilitates the harvesting, processing, and distribution of locally grown or produced agricultural products, self stable food donations, and prepared nutritious foods. The app used is called Chowmatch and it is easy for volunteers to download and use. Among the donors are restaurants, farms, food makers, stores, hospitals, and universities. The food assistant programs include food pantries, soup kitchens, and shelters. 
Volunteers are matched through the Chow Match app when a donation is available. They can indicate that they are available to make a run and then pick it up for a donor and deliver it to the agency. The Feed Hudson Valley Network currently includes over 300 volunteers, 130 donors, and 95 receiving agencies. Last year, on average, Feed Hudson Valley rescued and redirected over 12,000 pounds of food each month. Feed Hudson Valley could use more donors and volunteers. To learn more and sign up, visit feedhv.org. Again, that's feedhv.org. One more time, spelled out, F-E-E-D-H-V.org. Now back to the podcast. All right, ending the podcast with the locks of the week for week 18. Didn't think I was going to put these on wax. I thought that I was just going to casually throw them away on Twitter. But with the condition that DeMar Hamlin is in, it's kind of just shed a new light on on football for a lot of us. Um, Not that we can finally go back to talking about football, but, you know, we don't feel bad talking about football because DeMar Hamlin is okay and is progressing. And as I said at the beginning of the pod, please, DeMar Hamlin, continue to progress and have a life after this horrific incident. But it's kind of, you know, the the sun is shining through the clouds again. And with that comes the locks of the week. I will tweet out Jack's picks and locks because, uh, again, just at the end of the season here, his schedule and my schedule haven't really lined up. Hopefully next year with these picks, I'm not going to say, you know, a substitute, but our schedules will line up. And if, in case Jack is unavailable, I have somebody to bounce these locks off of. But really, really quickly, going into the locks of the week for week 18, the last week of the regular season. And again, that is it for the locks. Doesn't mean it's it for the picks as a total, or as a whole, I should say. I will continue to pick the games through the playoffs. But as for locks, we're officially going to end above 500 unless I go 0 and 4. <laughs> Actually no. No, we are we are going to finish over 500. I can't do math. The locks of the week through 18 weeks as, or through 17 weeks as we stand is 35 and 29. That is our official total. We had one 4-0 week in week 10, followed up with an 0-4 week in week 11. That was the only undefeated and defeated weeks that we had. Last week, we had a 2-2 week in terms of the locks. And finishing things out in week 18, the locks for week 18 in the NFL. First one is Pittsburgh minus the three. This is a Mike Tomlin bet and a bet that he will finish over 500. I don't be- and it's also a bet against uh Deshaun Watson. Watson has been horrible. I think it's a load of karma for everything that uh Deshaun Watson has done over the past couple of years and that legal situation. So I think that's karma and just give me Pittsburgh. I love Pittsburgh. I I I think they're going to make the playoffs. I really do. 
Um, so Pittsburgh minus the three there. This bet is a DeMar Hamlin bet. It's a motivation bet. There is no way, zero way, that Buffalo loses to New England on Sunday. I think that charged-up atmosphere in Buffalo, what they are playing for, that team, what the city is playing, is cheering for, I think it's just a juggernaut in terms of, you know, a Molotov cocktail of just hope and excitement and anguish and that that city has been through a lot and that team has been through a lot this past four or five days so they are going to be as charged up and as motivated as humanly possible and I think Buffalo rolls over New England and rolls into the playoffs and goes on a Cinderella run so give me Buffalo minus the seven and a half there, I, I don't even think this is close. I, New England might not even score a point. So, and you know, Buffalo's definitely scoring two touchdowns. So give me Buffalo there. Give me the Rams making it interesting in Seattle. I know Seattle has something to play for, but I think Sean McVay with this team loves to play spoiler. Baker Mayfield messing around doing some stuff. I think six and a half is way too much. About three points too much. So give me give me the Rams there. Plus the six and a half. And we'll end it with Aaron Rodgers on Sunday Night Football for a chance to go to the playoffs. I don't think... Sorry, Detroit. You're a great story. I really like your coach. I think your quarterback gets overlooked a lot. But Aaron Rodgers, I'm not betting against Rodgers with a chance to make the playoffs. I think this is a statement win. This is a uh, an opportunity for Green Bay to say, oh, yeah, you discounted us this entire year. You, you don't think we deserve to win that Miami game. We're going to prove it to you that we're a good team. And good teams finish out the season strong. And I think Green Bay is made themselves into a good team. They've morphed into a good team here over the past month and a half. So give me Green Bay plus the four, or minus the four and a half, excuse me. I'm taking a lot of favorites. I think this is the most favorites I've taken all year. Three out of the four locks. So again, Pittsburgh laying the three. Buffalo laying the seven and a half. The Rams getting six and a half. And Green Bay minus the four and the hook. Those are the locks for week 18. Hopefully, hopefully, we have our second four and a week of the season Again, I will tweet out Jack's locks once I have them. Those are your locks for week eight. All right, I think that's a good place to end on this side of the coin. Not the fake Jay Leo on Twitter, j.sports.blogspot.com. And of course, this podcast. If you like this podcast, please like, subscribe, share this podcast to anybody who you seem fit. If you're new to the show, download the show. It means more to the show than you know. Huge thanks to the 7 Minute Stories podcast, SeatGeek, and Feed Hudson Valley for sponsoring today's episode. Article-wise, I have my 2023 Hall of Fame ballot that I put out on New Year's Eve. Go check that out. Discuss with me. Fight with me about baseball. I I want to. I really, really want to. This Hall of Fame class, I don't think it's as strong as it's been in, in recent years, but I think it's a very good, solid Hall of Fame class. So fight with me on that. I have 
as I teased earlier in the pod, a Jets article in the works discussing the quarterback situation. That, that's, that'll be the tease for that, uh, for that column. And I also have a basketball thing that I'm working it around. I, I don't know when I'm going to put it out. I don't know what it's really going to be about. It's kind of changed, but it's in the works. That's in the works. It'll be out at some point here soon. This podcast, I didn't think I was going to do one again this week, but here we are. It's done. Um, another wrapping up to go into the playoffs at some point next week. And maybe, maybe another basketball one. I do want to talk NBA here now that football is kind of not happening as often. You know, yes, we are going to talk playoff football, but the main focus is now shifting a little bit towards basketball. And this past week in the NBA, Oof, whoa boy, it has been tremendous, absolutely tremendous, and the past couple of weeks has been tremendous. One thing I want to uh, shout out here before we end is Carl Kalange from the Sports Hit List. They have a video up on their YouTube that I will tweet out. It is a discussion that Carl and I were having over text. The, the Hit List guys did a tremendous job with a little seven-minute video discussing scoring in the NBA now. And I, I, I highly, highly recommend it. Again, I will tweet that out after this podcast is over. But if you're still listening to this and you don't want to go over to my Twitter, just look up the Sports Hit List. I believe it's their first video on their YouTube page. That'll be all of what I have for you this, this week. Uh, have a great, great weekend. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. And until next time, let's go Jets, begrudgingly. Let's go Nets. Again, have a great weekend. It's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Peace.